But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, who I'm formed and made. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together and the peoples assemble. Which of them foretold this and proclaimed to us the former things? Let them bring in their witness to prove they were right, so that others may hear and say, it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no saviour. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed, I am not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? And moving to verse 16. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished and snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honour me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Claire, so much for that. Thank you. Mike, come on over. Why don't we uh, all reach out a hand towards Mike or pray for him as he, uh, as he brings God's word to us. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've got the dreaded Christmas cough. It's annoying, isn't it? Let's reach out a hand and pray for Mike. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, so much for Mike, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing in him and through him in this place. And right now, Holy Spirit, we pray that you'd rest upon him, that you'd speak through him, and that you'd, uh, yeah, you'd open our hearts to what he has to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I just wanted to speak very, very briefly tonight, just a few uh, reflections from uh, these verses from Isaiah. And I picked these verses from Isaiah because they actually fit in with this Advent theme, this uh, Christmas theme. And I don't know how Christmassy you're feeling. I don't know whether you're feeling full of joy, full of anticipation of turkey and presents and... uh, family and all the stuff that happens at Christmas or you're feeling slightly sort of oh my gosh there's so much to do and uh, this is a bit of a nightmare I haven't even started my Christmas shopping and uh, credit card debt and I hate Brussels sprouts and all that sort of stuff I don't know where you're at but actually Isaiah prophesies about the coming Messiah the coming uh, servant of God the anointed one of God who would come at some point in the future and actually be Israel's saviour. And what we celebrate in Advent at Christmas, of course, is actually the arrival of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus. And um, we celebrate what God has done in Christ. And um, I've chosen this passage because actually it just reminds us of what's important to hold on to uh, in this season as we approach Christmas in this hugely brilliant prospect of all the festivities, but also some of the stresses and strains of this time too. It reminds us what we must hold on to. What do you think we need to hold on to at this time of year? I want to suggest tonight that we must hold on to the fact that God is great. God is utterly great. Not in the sense of fish and chips are great, or, oh, isn't it great Arsenal beat Sunderland 3-1 yesterday. But rather, God is great uh, in his greatness, his awe-inspiring, phenomenally powerful self, utterly remarkable, uniquely distinct, and is doing something in Christ that you and I are caught up in, which is global, cosmic, universal, and utterly extraordinary. That's what I want to just think about tonight. And uh, I hope uh, actually you are in awe of God tonight as you uh, just hear again what God has done through this uh, Messiah. (coughs) Now Isaiah actually highlights so many things we could draw from about the greatness of God this evening. But I want to just focus on three things. So here's the first. As we approach Christmas, let's remember that God is great because, as Isaiah reminds us, despite his grandeur, his extraordinary nature, his greatness, uh, what he's doing, what he's done in Christ, what he's going to do in Christ, actually, he's a personal God. And he's called you and he's called me. We're caught up uh, in the purposes of God, verse 1. He's actually on our case. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You're mine. And this is a great reminder, these opening verses, of the fact that it's, we're not here by accident. 
You know, uh, Ewan and Callum spoke, didn't they, about uh, how they've been drawn by God, how God had used various people here at St. Saviour's, uh, right from an early age, uh, mallards, other youth groups, the youth team here. Uh, actually, God has called these two people. God has t- called you and I to himself for his purposes. He's created us. He's formed us. He's redeemed us. He's paid the price for us, that means. He's summoned us. And so your life and mine actually has great meaning and significance. And uh, be under no illusions. This is utterly extraordinary. And uh, we need to hold on to these things in our culture, uh, which is busy, which is driven, which tells us, uh, actually, we have to do everything ourselves. We have to get the promotion. We have to get the degree. We have to do this. We have to do that. We have to do everything else in order to have significance and status. Actually, God himself, this Messiah, has called us to himself. So this is an extraordinary thing. And uh, I was delighted to hear that sense of calling you and, and Callum's stories. And in my own life, you might be sitting there thinking, well, I don't, really, I don't really think about God a great deal. I'm not really into God. I've just come to support these guys. Well, I have to say, I haven't always been a Christian. I haven't always recognized uh, the power uh, of God or the greatness of God. And yet, it was at law school here in Guildford many years ago that I, uh, I met some people. They were Christian lawyers. I thought that was a contradiction in terms. And um, they basically actually started to tell me about Jesus Christ. I thought it was quite strange at the beginning, just hearing of this Christ, this Messiah. But actually, over time, I came to see, thanks to the grace of God in calling me and drawing me and using them to explain things to me, that actually, uh, yes, Jesus is God. He is the way, he's the truth, he's the life. And actually, he has uh, acted powerfully, uh, not just in my life, but in all of our lives, to bring uh, us to him. So at this time of year, whether you're wondering what to buy, your parents, your children, whether you're wondering whether batteries included or not, or uh, you're trying to work out whether to have turkey or lamb or beef or whatever it is, just lift your eyes up. Uh, look to this extraordinary God who's called you, who's gifted you, who's summoned you. And uh, also uh, uh, hold on to this cosmic perspective of who it is you're in relationship with and dealing with. This God who Isaiah just prophesied and saw uh, was going to send a Messiah, this Messiah who came in the person of Jesus and who uh, is going to come again and draw us back to himself. But most significantly, is still coming into our lives, speaking, encouraging us, and working, as we've seen in the stories of Ewan and Callum tonight. So that's the first thing. The second thing, very briefly, is as we approach Christmas time, let's remember that God is great because, as Isaiah reminds us, He'll actually get us through life storms. God will get us through life storms. And uh, God hasn't just created and summoned us. He actually will um, get us through the challenges of life. Verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flames will not set you ablaze. There's a sense Israel... Um, had not responded well to the calling of God on her. And she'd faced many, many challenges. 
and faced many, many enemies and disappointments. And yet God was saying through Isaiah, you know, you're going to get through. There are challenges. Things are coming against you. But I am a faithful God. I am a powerful God. And uh, you will meet and negotiate these challenges. And so I want to encourage any tonight who are in one of those seasons of life uh, where actually things are a bit of a struggle. It could be a work issue. It could be a marriage issue. It could just be the prospect of Christmas. You kind of think, you know what? I don't want to sound like a Grinch, but I actually don't really like this time of year. It could be you've got nowhere to go and uh, you, you, know, you feel uh, concerned about that on Christmas Day. Just so you know, we are actually organizing a uh, Christmas Day lunch. There's a fantastic couple here who are going to uh, actually scoop everyone up. So if you don't have anywhere to go, uh, do let us know. And uh, you'd be welcome just to join us uh, here. But God will actually get us through the challenges and the struggles that are real. And this is what I love about God. He's not just a sort of powerful God who calls us, who creates us, but he, he deals in real life. He deals with real people. He uh, has acted in Jesus to actually uh, overcome those things that distort our lives, that challenge us, that trouble us, and in Christ has acted very, very powerfully to um, deal with these things. And uh, you kind of see this in verses 3 following. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Saber in your stead. Since you're precious and honoured in my sight, because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. And obviously, uh, Jesus is pro- uh, Isaiah is prophesying that God will deliver Israel, and of course, when Jesus comes, he actually is our ransom. He pays the price for us. He dies on the cross in our place and uh, takes uh, the burden uh, of all our wrongdoing on himself. He gives us the opportunity to actually have this relationship with Jesus Christ and exchanges his own life for our life. Uh, And of course, he's risen from death back to life. So um, come back to Christ. Hold on to this God who not only calls you, uh, but is also with you and uh, has acted uh, in Jesus on the cross to actually give you this opportunity of this relationship with an extraordinary God. I have to say, uh, actually, uh, in our culture where we've had this week, you know, big debates in Parliament. I don't know whether you followed it. I listened to some of it around the bombing or not in Syria, uh, around climate change, around the migrant crisis, refugee crisis. Actually, all these things can seem quite overwhelming and quite confusing and quite troubling and difficult. But actually, we've got this God who's acted in Jesus. And uh, actually, uh, as people, as followers of him, no matter how hard it gets, we're going to get through because we are going to be with him in eternity when he returns and takes us to be with himself. So that second thing I wanted to just say tonight that actually I know many people are feeling in difficult or challenging circumstances. Well, just know, as Isaiah has prophesied, that God is with us in these things. Thirdly and finally, I did just very briefly want to say, as we approach Christmas time, 
As Isaiah reminds us, let's not forget that God is great because he's given us a unique and extraordinary future. And I don't know whether you're someone who can't wait for the future or who never thinks about the future or who dreads the future. Uh, We all approach the future in a different kind of way. But it's clear from these verses from Isaiah that God has given us all sorts of things that are quite extraordinary. First of all, actually, he's given us a purpose in life, which is actually to uh, firstly witness to uh, God and his greatness. You see that in verse 10 and 12b. You're my witnesses, declares the Lord. Or in 12b, you're my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. And uh, we are given the opportunity to actually join uh, uh, and co-partner with God and actually to um, come into relationship and be anointed and gifted by this God who has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. I don't know what you think of God. I don't know what you make of him. Uh, I don't know whether you think he's a good God or a mean God or a judgmental God or a kind God or a gracious God. The truth is God is a God of love who's come in Christ. That's the greatest act of love the world has ever seen. And uh, actually, he's for us, not against us. He wants you, he wants I, whether we're at school or college, whether we're um, actually uh, uh, empty nesters or grandparents, wherever life stage we find ourselves. He wants us to flourish and find life. And uh, he gives us this extraordinary purpose to speak of him, to be in relationship with him, and to witness to him. And uh, often um, our vision of God dims, doesn't it? It can dim at this time of year in the weariness and the busyness. But you can see uh, from Isaiah's words that this God we worship is quite extraordinary. Verse um, sort of 10b following. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no saviour. I have revealed and Saved and proclaimed, I am not some foreign God among you. You're my witnesses, declares the Lord. Yes, and from ancient days I am he. No one can deliver you out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? You know, we, we worship this powerful God who's not, didn't sort of turn up in the 1970s or the 1870s, but has been uh, actually around since the beginning of time. He's the ancient of days who is the only saviour. This is the point. Only God, only, only Jesus, our Messiah, can actually bring salvation to us. So uh, I hope your vision of God uh, is strong. I hope your vision of God is great. And I hope you're confident of your purposes before God um, at this time in your life. And uh, he not only gives us purpose in terms of speaking about him, But actually, he wants to lead us into life. And he's got new things he wants to bring into our life. And um, I used to think, God, okay, I can get conceptually there might be a God. Okay, he's probably dead or he's probably, you know, like wood, doesn't speak, doesn't really do anything. You kind of look back and hear, remember this person who was walking around years and years ago. Maybe you kind of read about in the Bible. Actually, God is a living God. He is an active God. He's an exciting God. And uh, he knows you. He knows me. He knows our heritage. He knows where we've come from. 
but also he wants to bring new things into our lives. And uh, you see this, um, skipping down, um, basically in verse 14, this is what the Lord says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and so forth. He's looking back to Israel's story, their journey, their heritage. He's reminding them of what he's done in the past. We're to honor what God has done in the past. We're to look back and rejoice, and we're told to write down what God has done in our lives, pass it on to our children, all the rest of it. Uh, but actually, we mustn't stop there. We're actually to look ahead and be open to what God is going to do in our lives today and in the future. And this is where it gets exciting. This is where Christmas actually spiritually is very, very exciting because we don't just look back and remember that the prophets were prophesying the arrival of the Messiah. Uh, we don't just look ahead and uh, remember that Jesus has come and he's going to come back in the future. But we actually celebrate the fact that he's at work in our lives today. He's coming into our lives every day to meet us. Uh, this is what Advent means. It means coming in the past, in Christ, in the future, but also today. And these extraordinary words that speak of new and exciting things. I used to think God was really boring and dull and dead. But listen to this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Now, this is an extraordinary thing that God does. You feel tired. You feel you've got it sorted. You think you've uh, got everything you've got uh, in your life. There's no more. Actually, God has more for you. Whether you're 92 or 22, there's always more with God. And he's active. He's doing new things all the time. And yes, he wants us to honor uh, what's gone in the past. But actually, uh, we're to be open to the new things he's bringing. New presents, if you like. Not just on Christmas Day, but every day. And uh, he can do the impossible. I don't know about you, but I don't know whether you've ever uh, seen uh, a way in the desert or streams in the wasteland. Actually, God can do this. He can do it in our lives. I've seen it in my own life. I went from thinking God was really, really dull and boring and didn't really exist to thinking maybe he does and thinking, okay, he might be real, but he's probably a bit boring to follow to actually coming to faith and actually getting caught up with this Savior who has come in Christ, who was prophesied about many, many hundreds of years ago, who's still coming. And I've seen him in many people's lives, in my own life too, actually do the, the impossible and make a way in the desert. You've got dry places in your life. You've got places that feel dead. You've got things you don't really talk about that you think that's just your lot. Actually, uh, God, such as his power, he can transform these things. He can also make streams in the wasteland. You've got areas where you just think, ah, oh, I'm shriveling up. Uh, I think I've experienced all there is to experience in life. Uh, I think uh, that's it for me. Actually, it's just not the case when you're a follower of God who actually brings new things into our lives. So I want to just... <clears throat> end by encouraging you, encouraging you and Callum, you know, to have this concept this time of year of the greatness of God, of the calling of God and the purposes of God over your life, of 
the reality of the struggles. There will be struggles. And uh, I'm sure many of us uh, are in them. It's hard being a parent. It's hard being a husband or a wife or uh, running a company brings its own pressures or whatever your trials are. It's hard actually being a student at time or um, passing exams and having to do all that stuff that we do. But actually, God will get us through and he has extraordinary purposes for us and uh, extraordinary new things uh, all the time that are coming, day in, day out. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can you perceive it? Amen.